0: Welcome back to the Undrafted Sports podcast. We're episode three, and um, we're we're ready to go.
1: Inside jokes. So, uh, love to be a part of one someday. Shut Because in,
0: I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go. Uh, Drew Brees retired tonight, March 14, 2021. Officially retired. Some people thought that he wasn't going to retire because he put a workout video on Twitter. And he was going to play for $1.7 to $1 million. Um, that's a smart take. So whoever in this podcast has a take like that, would you like to defend your honor? No? Okay. <laughs> uh, shout out to Drew Brees. Um, thanks for all your service. You won one Super Bowl in 16 years. Um, you're on my wall. That's, that's all I got. Anybody else want to say something?
2: Congrats, Drew. Awesome career. Fred, you're going. Famer,
1: Second or third greatest quarterback of all time.
0: That's a hot take. Second or third? Yeah. And
1: with the stats that he has, you, you got Brady and then you may be at Montana, but, like, the stats that he has, one Super Bowl, I mean, no, no shade to to Aaron or, or Brett or – I mean, L.A. doesn't have anywhere close to the stats that, that Breeze does. Well, then fuck, let me say Terry Bradshaw. So we all get shout out. Yeah, um, thank you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, statistically, in addition to having one Super Bowl, I think he's he's in the conversation. I mean.
0: That's an aggressive take.
3: Tis.
1: I, I think Peyton Manning got one more Super Bowl because he, he jumped ship and went to a kind of superstar team, but. I mean, I don't know. Brock Osweiler do all the work. Yeah, his uh, great. D, he could barely throw the ball fifty yards down the field when he won the Super Bowl. Like, you know, he he got a Super Bowl. He got a second Super Bowl. So, to kudos to him. But uh, statistically, with Drew having every record back and forth with Brady now, it's it's not stupid to say that. I don't think it, it might be a hot take, but I don't think it's a stupid take.
0: Give me your top five quarterbacks off the dome right now.
1: In order. Yes. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. Say it. Aaron Rodgers. At s
0: 26. Yeah. At s Come at me,
1: forwards. bro. Come at me.
0: S-M-A-H-M-O-D. Please come at me with Dan Marino
1: and John Elway. Please come at me with Dan Marino and John Elway. Please. What's your argument
3: against John Elway? Not that I have an argument for him, but just what's the argument against John Elway? His number—I mean, he got two Super Bowls at the end of his career, but
1: his numbers—he's been passed by every guy I said already. So, if your argument is just Super Bowls, then you have to start throwing in these other guys that aren't anywhere close to it. The argument is that's that's why Carl Malone is not considered one of the greatest power forwards of all time because he didn't win. Some people say
0: Trent Dilfer is better than Tony Romo. Is what I heard.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure you've had that argument argument with people. Stupid. So. the 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 rings matter for if you want to be considered you have to have at least one that's why charles barkley and carl malone aren't considered in that tim duncan and and dirk novitsky conversation so i think it matters when you have super bowls plus numbers and that's what that's what drew and aaron have so that's my rant
0: would you you like to add to
2: that no i I agree with it i'm i As a Packer fan, I'm going to put Aaron above Drew. But like Sean said, his numbers. All right,
0: let's move on. Are incredible. Aaron Jones got four for 48 today. Would you like to comment on that?
2: I would. Oh, God. Amazing job by Russ Ball and Brian. For Goody people cuts. who are
0: listening, he just put his she said on, but he's not biased. So don't take anything from that.
2: Let's just say Russ Ball and Goody are wizards. Um, amazing with the, I know we're not on the subject, but the Preston Smith deal and then not franchise tagging Aaron is still getting the deal done with Drew Rosenhaus being his agent is pretty awesome. Uh, I think it speaks a lot to Aaron Jones wanting to stay with the Packers because I feel like the, if he would have went to free agency, he would have got paid a lot more, especially if he, I think the Dolphins would have given him whatever he wanted. Um, he would have got the McCaffrey AK money for sure. But um rumor is that his contract is going to look like he's going to get nine and a half mil a year. So that's pretty incredible. And he's not on the same level as McCaffrey and AK, but he's just not a, he's not just a running back. He's a weapon. And so I feel like, you know, you got to pay those weapons. And I think there's, that's their way of showing Aaron that they, they care. They're not just going to say, all right, we're going to let him walk. We're going to let Jamal Williams walk. We're going to give you a second-round pick, sophomore rook, uh, running back in the backfield. So, I'm happy. I think it's awesome. Got one of the best one-two punches in the league rolling in next year. That was $3 million cheaper than I
0: thought it would be a year. When Great. I saw it, I was like, damn, that's that's pretty damn good.
3: Yeah. No yeah. way I thought he would have taken a deal lesser than Derrick Henry.
0: Right.
1: I, tell so you know, I don't right. think that money is going to be out there for these guys. Um, not saying that Aaron's not worth it. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to say anything like that. I just think that the way that the cap is set up, this COVID stuff, I think you're going to see a lot of one year lesser deals and you're going to see a lot of guys going back to their teams. I just think like it for, for especially for Aaron, who, who, close that. say hey look we're close we're close to a super bowl um you know i'll get close to what my money is i think that situation's better for for him as opposed to going to not to say that miami's not going to be close but i just i think that the cap is going to play a big factor this year with what we see for free agents and what we're used to seeing in, in other years especially with with skill positions
3: i think we're going see a shit ton of one-year deals so go ahead and lock up your money Get paid, it's probably going to be a closer two- or three-year deal. So, when that new TV money deal hits, he'll either be back on the open market or in a position to renegotiate with Green Bay. So, good for him getting getting paid now. He's probably going to make like $18 million in the first year, just like a franchise tag would. And, um, you know, he's guaranteed that second – at least that second, probably that third-year money as well.
0: Cap is officially set at 182.5. Is that accurate?
3: mm-hmm and mm-hmm. which go ahead i saw someone comment and it was like you know people are thinking this is just you know hey it's a deduction from 198 million but the cap has gone up by 10 million dollars a year consistently for i think the last like seven eight nine maybe even longer than that so it's like it's not a you know 16 million dollar deduction it's a 25 million dollar deduction from what teams anticipated going in. And that's why you're seeing so much, you know, like the Super Bowl losers and the Chiefs just had to cut both of their offensive tackles because of it. So, it's going to be a crazy offseason.
0: And, and what was says, the cap for last year?
3: 198, I think.
0: And do we have a projection for next year? None. I would imagine it Shatters we- at 198, right?
3: Yeah,
2: and who says like like you said shatters one ninety eight in a couple years that eight million for running back or twelve million for running backs is the new eight million. So,
3: Damon, I'll also i also like Cincinnati.
2: to <laughs> I would also like to thank Mike McCarthy for not using Aaron Jones because I saw a stat earlier and I'm not going to do it any justice because I, I tried to find it pick it up but he, the tread on his tires are real light compared to Gurley, um a couple of those guys that signed big contracts that were just ran into the ground on their in their uh, next zeke contract. <laughs> zeke so like right, <laughs> he's still fresh he's still fresh and then aj Dillon, they'll use him like they use jamal williams just to pound pound the rock so he's still got a lot of a lot of tread left so Jamal Williams is out of there, one hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: I'd also like to comment. I also like to comment on money, AJ or, Not AJ Dillon. Uh, Taysom Hill, four-year, one $140 forty-nine dollar extension. Possibly one of the funniest things, if I understand correctly, that I've ever seen in free agency. So, they restructured his contract to get the last year of his original deal. For this year, he was a 16-point-something million-dollar cap hit. He's now, I believe, a nine million, nine million, 9.6 million-dollar cap hit. And then they just – they made fake numbers for the three years after this year, and then they made it seem like it was a $140 million, $140 million ex- extension. Just – they could have put any number. They could have put four-year – $470 million extension because they know that they're just going to extend them and it's not going to fucking matter.
3: I mean, it's it's literally Mickey Loomis putting a middle finger yeah. up to the NFL in the salary cap. Like, He's just dropping Mickey his Loomis.
0: balls on the table and being like, I don't care about your cap.
3: Yeah, I, just I mean, they, they gave him an extension with zero guarantees, but they did it right. to where the voidable years would allow the signing bonus to spread out. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know the, the whole cap isn't real thing is highly controversial. I wouldn't say the cap isn't real, but it is very easily manipulated.
1: My favorite thing was after seeing Schefter's tweet, which clearly says that all four years are avoidable. The amount of idiots that read it and commented saying, why in the world are they giving Taysom Hill this much money? Why not give it to Jameis? It's like, just read people, read, just, just That's- read.
3: As Bryant, did he comment on that? Yeah, it, it's now deleted, but he was like, "Man, if Jason Hill gets four for one forty, Lamar Jackson shouldn't settle for anything less than oh, like four no. years, two hundred five or something like that." Here
1: we go, <laughs> Baltimore. Please give Lamar Jackson four years, two hundred five million, please. So if I him...
0: got the update, and I won't say what um what app I got the update on because no free ads, but. Uh, I got it, and I said, "Hold on a second, what am I fucking reading?" And I went on Twitter, and I was like, "Well, this makes a shit ton of more sense because yeah. <laughs> no way in God's green earth is that happening."
2: That so, was the. So, you, so is he? There uh, was he, fire he, emoji. Fire emoji. Yeah. Is he? Is he day one starter?
1: No. They want to resign Jameis now. They've been working towards a deal with him for probably three or four days. They said. I'm guessing Drew told them, and Dan can speak on this more than I can. I don't know why I spoke up, but that's what I read on Twitter. That no, they go ahead. They <laughs> started <laughs> negotiating with him, and that I'm guessing Drew told them, "Hey, I'm going to announce," um, you know. And he did. It, he he knew what he was doing. Sunday afternoon, announced it. So it's the first thing everybody talks about Monday morning. Rightfully so. Like I said, he's in my top three, but um, it's that's, that was intentional.
3: It was also on the anniversary in which he was announced as signing with the Saints, the 15-year anniversary. Oh, how cute.
0: What the fuck does that mean?
2: (laughs) That's not funny. No, it's not cute.
0: You don't understand what the city of New Orleans was going through because you had no effects from Hurricane Katrina, did you?
2: Yeah, I did.
1: (laughs) If you listen to the media, Mississippi didn't. This is all New Orleans. Only New Orleans got hit. You mean you mean
0: the landmass between Louisiana and Alabama?
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. wherever Mississippi Gulf Coast.
1: You're at. Nobody talked about I'm sure us. There's
0: some kind of tornado coming your way. Okay, I, saw, I just wanted to mention Taysom Mills. I thought that was the funniest shit ever. Uh, Mickey is just flexing on on the NFL salary cap every day of the week. I think just a, we're a just double check under question the cap right now.
1: Voidable years. There is yeah. no dead cap. Correct just because we gave Ben Roethlisberger two voidable years.
3: So the day cap yeah, we'll dead the, cap is just the the signing okay. bonus that has been prorated. Okay, okay, okay.
0: So if we don't re-sign him, though, we will be dead cap. Okay. Which is the same thing that we, we Drew's had a dead cap on his head for the past like eight years or something. But I, I'm sure the way Sean Payton talks about it, Taysom Hill, he's just one of the greatest players of all time, so. I don't think he's going anywhere. All right, we can move on to the players championship. Hashtag golf.
1: Hashtag golf.
2: Hashtag Island Green.
0: Hashtag Island Green. CG, would you like to start?
2: Uh sure. Justin Thomas, JT. Never lifted a weight in his life. Thomas.
3: <laughs> he was a machine today, man. He was in the zone. Damon, what was that stat? 20 straight greens in regulation at one point. And he probably had more, but that was just what they showed when he hit the green in regulation. So, he probably had a couple more after that. So,
2: Yeah, they showed that probably when he was at through 11 maybe, maybe through 12. But, dude, that eagle he had, I can't remember what hole. It was just filthy. I made a live bet on Bryson DeChambeau when he was at hole – Six, I believe. He just couldn't putt today, man. He he just that was the difference, you know. He could not put Lee Westwood, he gave a solid effort, but that pressure got to him. JT was on a mission, man. He was that freaking on 18, that bounce he got, even if he meant to do it or he didn't, that was incredible. Um, and then hole 17 on the island, god bless that it, it was a fun, fun day of golf. I really, really enjoyed watching it today. I mean Lemus that
3: Gooch. Gooch. Shout out to Gooch. Gooch. came in fifth. But no Lemus that that put on 17 that had he made that, he ended up making the long put on 18 that would have sent it to a tiebreaker. So no I mean it was a it was a fun round. So um we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but you know, these young and upcomers, you know, Justin Thomas is part of that. Um, Deshambo's part of that. You know, they keep winning these tournaments, making it fun, making it entertaining. It's just gonna, you know, add to the watchability that, that golf is developing.
0: Death, taxes, and Lee Westwood missing putts that he needs to make things you can rely on for your entire life
1: until Ryder Cup comes around and then he's freaking money. Stop. Don't yes. put that bad
0: juju out.
1: Look, look at his Ryder Cup record. He's good.
0: Has he been playing Tiger Woods? Because he stinks in Ryder Cups.
1: Um, yeah, I said I'm sure, it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's been locked locked in against him. But, yeah, I mean, to have the lead two tournaments in a row and not win either one on so, going into There you the, go. That's the point. So, yeah.
0: him and Bryson were the, the final grouping on a Sunday two weeks in a row, which is pretty amazing considering i know it's two florida golf courses and most of the florida golf courses play pretty similar as far as distance and undulation and fast greens and all that and the, the type of grass that they use but that's that's a pretty great feat especially for lee westwood who's 47th okay thank you yeah i mean he's he's getting up there and he hasn't really continued on tournaments lately so good for him he's trying to make that Ryder cup team i ain't mad at him
2: so uh Top five, four Americans in the top five. Shout out mm-hmm. USA. It's right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Until the Ryder Cup comes and we get smoked. That'll be embarrassing. Um, so, I also David. like to point out that Justin Thomas – sorry, before you said up, Justin Thomas was two under at the end of Friday. He made the cup by three strokes and he won the Skull Tournament, which is – just a
3: Saturday and Sunday that's out of this world.
1: Took a huge advantage on moving day.
3: He he, he set the record for eight under. best yeah. score on Saturday and Sunday combined um, for the player championship. So, I think yeah. it was a 64 and a 68. So, 14th I mean, win, he, I believe it was. He was, was freaking hot. Yeah, he's
0: also, it's
1: really awesome. And it, it, I know it was a big tournament, but just to have a crowd and a roar of yeah. people making putts, making shots. like 100%. So uh-huh. much-
3: Yeah. CG set talked about the eagle that Thomas had where the crowd just erupted. And, you know, I mentioned it a couple times in the group, but I'll say it again. You know, I do feel like that had some effect on the next T shots because both Lee and um, DeShambo both shanked their next drive. So, um, you know, crowd playing effect on it. So over under 25 shots to hit 17 green.
2: How many, how many How many? times would it take you to hit that green, Sean?
1: Would it take me, or how many times would I hit it in 25? Like – If I had 25 shots, many... could I get it on the green one time? Yeah. Yes. And one time out of 25 shots, yes.
0: I think it would take me less than five shots to hit the green.
1: Even with the pin placement where it was
0: today? Yeah, I'd just be a giant vagina and shoot it in the most – the biggest part of the game that I could the only part of my game that's good is is wedge and short iron that's the only part of my golf game that's worth a shit
2: all right now take into account hundreds of people watching you on your own national tv I'll do it naked I, don't care. I wouldn't
1: care because I'm not famous i do yeah it would y'all that would be shit that person hey, was was shit. y'all are full of shit why would I care about the people that I don't know
0: everybody's like, gonna go in me. there thinking I'm worse than I am anyways Look at this middle aged, uh, overweight, below average height dude getting on the tee. Like, I'm just going to hit a nine iron and stick it. So, now if you're asking
1: me that, could I get it on there to win a golf tournament and win $1.6 million? Then, yeah, that would tighten the old pucker, but I wouldn't. (laughs) If it was, if you gave me 25 shots with people standing there on a Wednesday afternoon, I'd get it on there once for sure. No, you'd get on there 20 times. Maybe. I'm also pretty good with my iron, so you, you never know. Once I'm in the group, you guys have witnessed this. Y'all are so full of the, shit. The, the top you golf. Once I got that in you the group, you could groove? just
0: play that course. Like it's not a course. that's just like, like it's not like Augusta where it's just.
3: Like, Let's you go can do just it. Go
0: play it. It's in Jacksonville. It's like, well, we don't give away our location, but it's in a drivable distance away from us.
1: It's also probably pretty we expensive. Do
3: Let's do it. Stimulus.
0: Fair points.
1: Someone sponsor us. So we go do it. We'll, we'll videotape it so. What do you mean someone? Me
0: Sargento, Bumble, Bumble
1: Country salt. Rock. Don't forget Morton Salt. I
0: mean, we got a whole lot of food, food going around here. I'm gonna have a, a butter sandwich with salt and Sargento cheese. And uh, I'm going to eat it on Bumble, making my profile picture and get laid.
1: So, <laughs> CJ, like, do you I don't think you could blade, do it dude? once out of 25? It would be, it would come close. I'm saying, you don't think you could do it once out of 25? That was the
2: question. It's 140 yards, dude. Maybe. Dude, I, I was, those guys are fucking pros. And you, how many of the motherfuckers hit it into the damn water? Yeah, but if you gave him 25 shots, I'd fix my my shot. You're not a fucking pro. Not even I, close. I don't so,
1: know why you're so okay, afraid of debatable. 25. If Let you ask me, intervene. can I do it one out of one? Maybe not. Probably not. I'm the most. But after the
3: 23rd time, I'd get it. I'm the most inconsistent golfer here. That's very well known um by the people in here. I feel like out of 25 shots, I could get it on there. My original question was out of 10 shots, how much would it end up in the water? That was my original thing. I feel like out of 10 shots, I might land one on the grass. The other nine is is going in the drink.
0: Would you like to project the other 3 people in here? What you think their number would be?
3: No. <laughs> There's no right answer. <laughs> There's no fucking right answer. Sean said he would only go into the drink twice. That's, that is that is <laughs> falsities. Once I get dialed in, it's it's money. Okay, and it's going to take you one shot to get dialed in? Probably. If it takes you two shots to get dialed in, you've already put two in the drink. If you're putting eight straight in the drink, I mean eight straight on the green after that, I would place my stimulus check on that.
1: Once I'm dialed in, I'm, I'm dialed in.
3: I want to go golfing. You're just gonna keep with this, on? You're just gonna keep going? Yeah. Prove okay. me otherwise. Can't prove me wrong. I guess I can.
0: Uh, I think my number would be three. I'd feel comfortable it's a three. Three out of ten. Three.
3: Three in the drink or three no, on the green. Three
0: on the green. My goal would be oh, okay. five. But See, I feel, I feel like
3: I, I feel like that is very realistic. What would your number be? One. Me? Yes. You. I. I would hope I could get one. And what would likely happen to me is I'd put one on the green and it would roll off like, uh, who was that? Um,
0: huh? Ben On. Yeah. Ben On
3: shot an 11 on, it was Thursday or Friday.
0: He hit four straight balls into the water. <laughs> I think my number for CG would be three straight shots in the water until he breaks his club and just says, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs>
2: That's my accurate. For, accurate. For I would just start walking down the fucking. I'll holler at I'll meet y'all. Let's go to 18. Let me try the clubhouse. <laughs> I'm going to drop. I'm going to get a club, club. <laughs> uh, I'll get my <laughs> bush lattes and get the fuck out. I'll see y'all Where later. Where's That's the what cart? Where's the cart girl at? All
0: right. Let's move on to the NCAA tournament since that dropped today, selection Sunday. We have a full, what is it now, sixty-eight teams for playing games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, would anybody like to give a Villanova is going to lose to Winthrop prediction? Because nobody's done that yet, so nope. just throw that out there. They've only lost one game, and Connor Gillespie's out for Villanova. So if you want to give that out, it's probably the least predictable prediction that anybody will ever have. So do it 90, now. 12, we have a chance. Five is... I'm,
2: Tennessee's I'm, not I'm, losing. Tennessee's I, like the, I like the Georgetown 12 5. I would really just gonna
1: say people are going to be all in on Georgetown because of how well they're playing. Yeah. Um, you know, they're hot. Yeah. And they went, they steamrolled through the Big East tournament. Um, and it I mean, created by 26. Yeah. It was a big yeah. number 70 something to 40 something. So not to say that they're going to run through and, and make a deep run, but you know at this time of year when you're hot and teams are playing well we've seen some crazy stuff happening that always seems to happen in that 12-5 so I think you're right in predicting that the, the Winthrop upset that's probably the most talked about over Villanova but I don't like CG said I don't I don't hate the the Georgetown one I think that's something that we could maybe and would it shock you if they weren't like a super high underdog like I think their money's going to be in on Georgetown. I think people are going to roll with that. They're kind of a – not a blue blood, but they're a, a big power, traditional power. People are going to try to cash in on that. Dude, Going back to the a... Winthrop
0: thing. Sorry, real quick. They placed that game Friday night at 9 o'clock, the last yeah. game of the night. They they, they know exactly what the be, fuck they're doing.
1: Yeah, one loss all year. Like, they they so expecting them.
2: He fucking interrupted me, and I lost my train of thought. I fucking hate
3: you. Just FYI, Winthrop is plus 205 right now.
0: That's going to be George- plus 160 by the time the game starts.
1: Is there a Georgetown line? Another C- f- a- a- underdog people are going to like, and they might not be uh underdog either, will be Syracuse over San Diego State.
0: Buddy Behan for yeah. the win. CG, how are we feeling so about George, Liberty against Oklahoma State?
2: Uh, I'm a fan of Liberty. They always play really well in the t- tournament, but uh, Oklahoma State and they spanked our team's ass two years in a row. OK State's dogs, dude. That's that's a different level. I I, I don't see that happening. But okay, what I was going to say? What I was going to say was, man, it's all about getting hot at the right time, and with this tournament, and that's why I think Georgetown is a is a nice bet they're just they're just clicking right now that's why i really like bama too you know those teams those teams that live and die by the three ball if they're hot they can beat anybody but they can also you know hurt themselves but bama they're really freaking good dude in my bracket that i've made i got them getting two I got them to get into the final four against Gonzaga. They're 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 legit. Um as long as those shots go down, you're right. They're they're gonna be tough they, to beat. They play good defense. They 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 play extremely hard, and they are really good on offense. They can stroke it.
3: Georgetown plus 175.
1: Yeah, like they're 13 and 12, and they're plus 175. I
0: like Colorado.
1: That's an early really start, though. Do we Colorado. think that's going to affect them? Do we? Is there much equity into that? The, the West
2: Coast team? No, coming? they used
0: to play in the Big Ten, so I'm not concerned.
2: You know who's a problem? Texas Tech. <laughs> Texas Tech. I can't believe y'all took me seriously. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice cover. <laughs>
1: nice cover. Dude,
2: I like Texas Tech, but. I think I think they're going to beat Ohio. Big Matt McClong guy. Oh yeah, he's good. Former Georgetown player. Think they're going to get Arkansas in the next round. I think they'll beat Arkansas. Then they'll get Ohio State. I think. How dare you, Colgate's
0: fourteen and one. How dare
2: you say something like that? But it doesn't matter because the champ is Illinois. Yeah, he's Yeah, Illinois. Ayo and Cockburn. It's all over son. If Drexel beats them, we're doing an emergency podcast. Fair. That's fair. It's <laughs> not gonna happen, but fair. Also, FU to Ohio State today. I had then the I had uh of course you did. Illinois. I had Illinois minus six. And Ohio State hit a buzzer beater to cover. Unbelievable.
1: CG, do you um, want to guess what the line is for Illinois to win the whole thing?
2: Oh, nice question.
1: Plus
2: 700.
1: A little low, plus five or a little high, plus five fifty. Pretty
2: close.
1: They're, they're second favorites. They're they're better. Up I assume right Gonzaga's got to be plus three fifty. Plus two hundred. Oh. They've got I a really something. easy bracket. A really easy twenty six and no, dude. They're so good. They haven't played anybody though. I mean, I know early season they play people, but their their conference is garbage.
3: I could have sworn I saw something. I think it was a a media outlet, and I'm not going to name any names, but it said Gonzaga was plus 200. And I thought Baylor was plus 280.
1: Well, on a certain site that you may or may not gamble on legally or illegally, um, they are plus 600 right now, and Illinois is plus 550. Gonzaga
0: so, like did beat West Virginia earlier. Um, I watched yeah, the basketball game. Yeah,
1: they, they had a decent run Jalen Suggs is a stud. Yeah.
0: He's very good.
1: Man, when he gets hot, too. Oh, man. But I, I like the one-two punch. I mean, Illinois has got it. Baylor's got it. Um, I don't know who. I honestly don't know who. I'm sure Gonzaga has it, but I don't know who it is. So, you they need...
0: 9 on Iowa, too, by the way.
1: You need... And beat Virginia by error. 23. Yeah. Virginia is a team that... I'm going to talk myself
0: gonna, into plus 200 before this is all over.
1: It never goes chalk, right?
0: Never. There's never been four onesies to make it.
2: False. Hey, Damon, trivia question. When's the last time Duke and Kentucky were not Uh-oh. in the tournament?
3: 1976. Get on. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah.
0: For all those wondering, that's 45 years ago.
1: That's yeah. pretty wild. It's pretty. pretty wild you said it.
0: 1976, right? That's 24 plus 21. Yeah. And it, neither made the nit either, and there's some teams that did make the nit. That
2: At St. Louis is happening.
0: St. Louis is going to lose in the first round. It's going to
2: be a bummer for them. Hey, uh, John Cohen. <laughs> Like a bone to pick with you, bro. I think it's time to move on. Ben Howland needs to go. Needs yeah. to go. Time to get another guy in there to roll with the Bulldogs. Get a younger Ooh. guy in Would you there.
0: like to comment on your coach? So, your as a former P- Pitt Panther State? fan
1: and now current Mississippi State basketball fan, uh, I'm, I'm over Ben Howland. I, I mean – Big East basketball, grind, slow grind pace and blah, blah, blah. But it's, you know, you look to see what Alabama and Arkansas have done and the offenses that they run. They've adapted to kind of the modern modern NBA, if you will. And Ben Allen just has not. He has not adapted to those kind of players, that system. It's very slow and methodical and motion, and, and it just, it's not going to win. It's not going to get you wins. It's not going to get you recruits. Kids want to go in there, run and gun, jack stuff up. And just play ball, and he has to adapt to that. Especially in the SEC, when you're trying to recruit kids against some really big, uh, big powerhouses, and you know you struggle already as it is. Even though Mississippi basketball, the state of Mississippi high school basketball, produces some quality talent, he just can't. He can't put together wins. He can't put together consecutive winning streaks and,
2: and winning seasons. And it's 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 time to go. That's such an amazing point. You look at LSU. You look at Arkansas, you look at Bama, like these teams were like, you could argue state was ahead of them through and basketball for multiple years. They all went through coaching changes and we get this big name and Ben Howland and you got Will Wade, not a huge, no name. You got uh Nate Oates, not Eric a huge Musselman. name, Eric Musselman. These guys come in, Got a great system, and they're just leaps and bounds ahead of Ben Howland. He had Russell Westbrook, blah, blah, blah. Like, like Sean said, coming down, running the shot clock to five seconds. Like, I know you guys, listeners, don't give a crap about Mississippi State basketball, but it's just, it's annoying as a fan. I'm um, just right in here. But... Anyone
0: could not give a shit less right
3: now. Yeah, he is yeah. still uninterested yeah. in this conversation. Sorry,
0: he just lost it.
3: I know. I'm fully engaged. <laughs> I'm fully engaged.
0: All right, all right. We're we're gonna go to a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll uh, run God, to main event Muhammad. Yikes! And we're back from our break. We are gonna roll right in to hashtag main event Muhammad. That ended with a bang in the eye uh sean would you like to give your instant reaction
1: I was disappointed um you know obviously you never want to have a fight and like that especially when it's your fighter to see him screaming and writhing around on the on the mat in pain and fear maybe i don't know what has gone through his head he didn't really say but i my thought was hey he might be fearing because he can't see like he might be really scared that he, he might be blind that, that thought, I mean, we've all played basketball. We've all been poked in the eye before and it, it sucks. And you kind of have a, a freak reaction right away. So to see that happen and then to see the still photos afterwards where it's basically fish hooked his eye is just, it's pretty, pretty bad. So it seems that he's going to be okay with uh, recovery and stuff, but um, he, he wasn't, he didn't win the first round. He, he didn't do what we thought he was going to do, and I don't know what his plan was in terms of constant pressure for the next three, four rounds if it was going to go that far. So um, not to say that he got an out, but, you know, best-case scenario for him is he didn't lose, um, and he can and do it exactly what he's doing today. He's talking and, and calling a shot and calling him out again because he wants a rematch because, I mean, that's a big fight for him. It's notoriety. It's a top three, top two guy as opposed to going back to fighting Brady, who I don't think is ranked. Um, you know, so he's got other options. He he got a lot of love and support, which is good. He got a lot of people that are wishing him well. And he's a generally all around liked guy. So nobody wanted to see it in that way. And and I'm sure he was pretty hurt that it, it happened that way. But for the fights that we did or the rounds that we did see, he was not winning and, you know, he, he was going to have to make some changes and adjustments and, I don't know if those were coming or not or how soon they were coming because Leon was starting to to feel himself a little bit. So all in all, disappointing to to have a main event in that way, especially when it's
2: when it's your guy.
0: CG comments.
2: Well, just uh Brady is right. He's 13th, I think. I just looked at him. He's 14,
0: I believe. Bilal's 13.
1: Okay, Bilal was 13. I didn't know he was 14. Okay, sorry.
2: But um, yeah. Like, Sean nailed it. I think more of the emotion was he instantly knew that he couldn't continue. And all that emotion of hard work and getting to there, he knew he couldn't continue. And that's why it was so devastating to him. Um, My thing with it all is now Leon's, like, trying to say, oh, yeah, he looked good in a – in the first round, but look at the Nikolai cap fight. Nikolai dominated him in the first round and then cap stroked him in the second round. Like there's adjustments. It's a five round fight. You can't base and give this dude a title fight off of one one round because he looked good. It was a feeling out process. But I was, he was probably feeling him out and then going to put the pressure on, him, you know, but that's all, you know, sub- subjective or whatever, but you can't you can't give Leon a top five. I don't feel like even though he's won seven, eight in a row. You look at the welterweight rankings, nobody in the top five has a win over each other except for Usman. Usman beat Colby, he's beat Gilbert, he's beat masvidal he's beat uh Leon. Not no Wonder those, Boy. Not any of those top five have beat each other. Wonderboy hasn't beat anybody in the top five. Oh, he beat Jorge. Minor details Six- four years ago, Jorge hasn't beat any of them. Colby hasn't beat any of them. Leon hasn't beat any of them. So these guys are all holding out for a title shot and not stepping up to the plate and taking the big fights. It's, 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 pretty ridiculous. I think they need to get Leon back in there quickly. I mean, they were pushing hot uh, Kimayev to fight Leon. Why wasn't he fighting one of the top five guys? It, it it's pretty ridiculous that these guys are just
3: kind of holding out, not, not fighting each other. It's BS. Damon? You know, to piggyback on what um, CG and Sean have touched on, you know, just the gambit of emotions that blaw was going through because, you know, he's worked his ass off. I think he was 18-3 and three going into the fight, still only ranked 13th. And so to finally get a main event against a top-five opponent, you know, I'm sure the pain of getting your eye gouged out probably sucked, but also – you know, the realization that, man, you know, my shot at the spotlight has been stolen from me um, because of an eye gouge kind of sucks. But, um, you know, I think the, you know, fight wasn't going his way and, um, you know, he's been a guy who's been able to endure as we talked about on the last podcast, you know, he walked through those those leg kicks and was able to keep coming forward. So as a guy who's kind of, you know, been able to do that to, you know, endure the first round, you know, get going in the second round and then have that, you know, the fight stop because that kind of sucks. But, you know, kind of like CG touched on, it's, it's, you know, what, what do you do from here? Because at some point Usman's got to fight. So you can't be like, oh, everyone in the top five, take a top five opponent because how long are we going to push out Usman getting his shots? I think what they're all doing is, is they know the UFC needs Usman to fight. And so they're all hoping they win the lottery that, there will be the guy that the, the UFC and the matchmakers plays up against Usman. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, lose-lose situation for those guys in the top five because if they wait and they don't get the title fight, then they're left scrambling. But, you know, if they're the lucky ones picked, then boom, they get an insi- instant shot to go after the belt.
0: So I intentionally left myself last in this debate because I have some thoughts um, would you all like to indulge me as I go on a mini rant? No, Absolutely
3: let's go to the next. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead.
0: All right. So anybody who doesn't want to hear me rant, kiss my ass. Why don't you sit back, <laughs> learn something, pay attention. First of all, I'd like to speak on the law thing. I think that once he got poked in the eye for the second time, he got poked in the eye the first time, in the same eye he got poked in the second time. He went to the ground, and all those emotions has kicked in in his head. First emotion is, holy shit, this hurts. Second emotion, he doesn't have his fucking coach or the guy, Luis Taylor, who's been in his corner since he was 18 years old. So, like, the adjustments to a guy that he's fought that's better than any person he's ever fought is a problem. And then he goes down. He feels pain, bright lights, first main event. You know that in the back of your head, you can't say, I can't see anything, because once you say that, the fight's over. He says it, he immediately knows what he says. And then he, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say he regrets it, but he realizes what he said. He knows the fight's over. Then he starts crying. He emotions get to him, yada yada. The rest is history. Mini rant time. Why is Leon Edwards being carded as the victim? Why, why Why are people? I, I feel so bad for this guy. He hasn't fought in blah, 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 months, more than a year. Da, 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 da.
3: You a fucking
0: break. poked him in the eye twice, twice. not once, but yep. twice. And you went knuckle deep into his fucking eye the second time. So why are we talking to him like, you know, it's been so long. I, I You know, this is such a tough break for you. You're trying to get a title shot. You fucked up. That's your fault. That's not Bilal's fault. That's not the ref's fault. That's nobody else's fault, but you're fucking own. Regardless Amen. of if Bilal could have continued or not, it's your fault. You did that shit. So why should you go on to a title shot? And I understand that we need to move the division on. I understand that he's very good. He was winning, clearly winning. I get all of that. But we can't just sit here and make this guy, you know, man, you – you know this tough break, not tough break. You fucked up. You poked him in the eye multiple times, and then it was a fucking no contest. You're lucky you didn't get DQ'd and fucking lose. And then you'd really be in shit So
2: one thing
0: to pump the brakes and, on that shit.
2: And one thing that bothered me was I watched the I watched the interviews afterwards when he went up there in the broadcast booth with uh, Kiesa and Dean Thomason, and he he said multiple times that. The opportunity was taken from me. Yes. This opportunity. Mother- motherfucker, you did it. And like Kiesa was saying, like he was throwing a punch. Like, why did he open his hands up on a punch? Like he was he was hiding the the kick with the punch. Well, why were you why were you opening up your hands to do that? And everybody wants to say, well, we need to go to different gloves. Like, yeah, maybe. But You were throwing a punch, bro. Why were your hands coming out? And the other thing is, I bet if I go back and watch that fight, I was reading on Twitter that the whole first round, he was reaching with his hands, feeling with distance. He was poking his hands out the whole time. So Bilal wasn't really able to get inside on him with the pressure because of the eye pokes. And like Dan said, he was warned one time already, and he kept effing doing it. Like, it's your damn fault, dude. It's your damn fault.
0: There wasn't an interviews going around last week when Peter Yan hit Aljo with a clearly illegal shot, talking about how, man, I, I can't believe this happened to you. You know, this is another title defense. And you're not going to have to rematch, blah, blah, blah. Like, what, how is this any different? It's only different because you actually got the DQ loss because it went past two rounds. Like, it's the same illegal shot. Getting poked in the eye and getting eaten in the faces just as illegal – both of them are equally illegal. So I don't want we to think hear they shit.
1: Would, have, would they have interviewed him had he got DQ'd? Because I feel like because Bilal went to the hospital, they didn't have an interview lined up. So they were just like, all right, come talk about a no contest. But like what 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 CG said is like on the broadcast, they're talking about his hands are out the whole time and Twitter sees it. Bilal even tweeted out that they told her, Dean, hey, we're trying to wrestle. Make sure you watch his, watch his fingers. And so if he's doing that constantly and he's constantly doing it, at some point, not to say that I mean, if if Bilal could have seen and it wasn't as bad as it was, that would have been a point deduction. That would have put Bilal right back in the fight. And so, you know, like like you said, to, to have him be catered to as the victim and he can't catch a break and woe was me kind of thing, it, it really irked me because this guy, is, my fighter, is laying on the ground crying and now being taken to the hospital be potential eye damage and like it it just it seemed that. If he'd got DQ, they probably wouldn't have done that. Maybe I'm just. Would that have been the enough.
0: narrative if he wouldn't have got hit with that head kick in the first round?
1: Yeah, no. Which, by the way, he was only bleeding because he got cut with the toenail. It wasn't Correct. like a
0: he got hit below the ear, not above. Yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and the foot went up. It's not like he made, did significant. He got cut with the toenail, which probably
2: sucked just in and of so itself. If if I'm Dana White, I'm fucking pissed because you go back to back weeks with this bull crap on the biggest stage, and these aren't your prelim fighters making these mistakes. These are your freaking top five championship contenders, champion fighters making these mistakes. That is absolutely unacceptable. If I'm Dana White, I'm sending out a mass email blasting these dudes. Because you get these casual fans that even might have bought the pay-per-view last weekend or tuned in this week, and your main event fight that you've been hyping up all week ends in this bull crap, and then ends last week. Nobody's sticking around for that crap. It's bogus and it's bullshit. Know the rules. Stop doing that shit.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Point I'm eight.
0: <laughs> um. Do we want to talk about anybody else on that card? I know um, CG mentioned the Nikolai fight. Cope, that was a fucking badass fight. Um, maybe not the best scorecard, but they both fought their ass off and that was very entertaining.
2: Yeah, those guys, those guys deserve a number by their name. They're legit. For sure. Cop, Cop just needs to figure out his dude, when he pressures and really lets it go, he's he's good. I don't know what, oh, his, also, what his hesitation is. From here on out, there will
0: be no more Davy Grant slander on this podcast. Enough. I've had enough. <laughs> zero, zero. I've had enough of the Davy Grant slander. I will not accept it anymore. Lesson, Lesson learned. two knockouts in a row. You may have been Lesson losing learned. both fights. Irrelevant information. He won both of them by knockout. Thank you.
1: Also, something to keep in the back of your head if you're a betting guy, don't bet on guys that play football in the SEC because they probably are going to get disqualified with illegal knees.
3: Just just throwing that <laughs> out there. Wow. <laughs> Way to connect the dots.
0: Okay. Um, do we want to talk about anything for the next week? Uh, it's not a great card. Um, Brunson Holland as the main event. Should be fun. But um, I'm really excited for Gillespie and Brad Riddell, for sure. That's a fun fight.
2: Yeah, that's very fun. See how Gregor comes back from that vicious KO. Yeah. Ad?
0: Yeah, that was uh, Kevin Lee, no? Yep. Yeah. That'd be fun. Okay. Um, so we'll save that review for next week. We'll have a, um, a review for Holland and Derek Brunson. And now we are going to move on to our last segment of the night. But before that, we have a, a new sponsor. Um, right next to Sargento, Morton Salt, Country Crock, and Bumble. We have a new category. Tonight, the, our overrated segment is brought to you by Pilot Pins. Sean, would you care
1: to comment
0: on Pilot oh, Pens and their sponsorship?
1: So, Pilot G2, G7, G10 gel pens. It does not get any better than that. If you write on a daily basis, whether it's at your office, whether it's at school, whether it's just writing music lyrics, you cannot beat a Pilot G2, G7, G10 pen. Ink is immaculate. They last forever, and usually you can get a ten pack for 10, 10 bucks. They're usually about a dollar piece. The value that that's terrible. Would you rather have a McChicken from another company, or a Pilot G7 G10 pen? They come in multiple colors. You can do black, red, green, blue. They even do pink for the women that want to highlight and draw hearts. Pilot, <laughs> the number one pen in America.
0: Beautiful. Thank you very much for that. I'd reach on. That was. Excellent.
2: Those are my favorite hey, pencils. When great. you talk pants. about
3: stuff you love, it's not even work. Agreed. Doesn't feel like great writing; it you're just gliding across the paper. It's beautiful.
0: Correct. That's a great way to put it, Damon. Thank you. Okay.
3: Top three.
0: Overrated. I them
1: right here. I got them right here. There you go. <laughs> I was looking. Li- I, I was read read for one. Anybody who's watching,
0: them. anybody who's watching the video, you could probably say in the middle of that read, I was looking for one, couldn't find I, one. You, you know why? Because. Because they're in, my, they're in my special spot. Because they only get used when I need them to be used. Yeah. For important things. Okay. Top three overrated. Office characters. The Office. TV show. Characters. Sure the shirt, overrated. Dang. Overrated. Damon's rocking his shirt.
3: Uh, and the Mifflin. Full PC. Full disclosure,
0: he did not know the overrated segment before he put that on. Did not. So, shout out to him. Who would like to go first? Damon. Okay, then let's do to it. Go first.
3: My first overrated character, um, Kelly. It's kind of a theme for me. She just annoys the piss out of me. I get that's her <laughs> niche. Oh, for one. I get that's her niche, but just it it doesn't doesn't do it for me every time she her little squeaky voice just not a huge fan and then the the just unbelievable obsession with Ryan just none of it really does it for me. I get that's her character and that's what she's supposed to do but it's like okay just stop talking and move to the next scene please. All right, I'll go a second. Um, so, kind
1: of along the same theme, not a huge character, but is in it from season one all the way to the end. Um, also annoys the piss out of me. Um, is got an annoying voice. Got a you know a lot of the same characteristics, but um, Phyllis is okay. just just awful. She brings nothing yeah. to the show. Um, I guess they want you to make feel sympathy for her and and whatever, but. She has her funny moments, but you could probably count on one hand how many times she makes you laugh throughout the series. Uh, it's just, again, she's overrated because she's in every episode or every season. Um, I don't know what other people think about her, but I do not like Phyllis.
2: My counter to that is she's on the show so Michael could make fun of her. Isn't that he gets like... away
1: from that. He doesn't do it as much as, like, every now and then he'll take a pot shot at her, but her main things are... You know especially when she gets married, it's about Bob Vance does this, Bob Vance does this, Bob is like, okay, we get it, Bob Vance, Vance Refiguration, but shut up. <laughs> I think she's uh, the worst female character on the show. I'll say
2: that. All right, my number one is Jim. Overrated. Yes.
1: I knew that was yes! coming. I knew yes! that was coming.
2: He's Thank you. he's not that funny. He's you not just got
1: done saying Phyllis was not because she's there, so Michael can make fun of him. Is Dwight anywhere funny without Jim?
2: Uh,
3: yes, yes. <laughs> easily,
1: <laughs> easily. Oh my God, the Jim and Dwight easily stuff makes him hilarious. Jim, you don't like Jim because he doesn't prank.
2: Like what? What about the Jim pranks? Don't you like Jim pranks? Are funny. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm saying he's overrated. He's not as he has his moments, his pranks with with Dwight are funny, but his whole Pam, all that BS is garbage to me. Preach. It's garbage. Thanks so, for CG. So, so that that uh, that's my whole thing is the whole Pam stuff. It, it's just BS to me. Pot, I, I, I get that,
1: and you'll see that later on. But
0: all right, so my turn, right, Damon? First of all, how dare you? <laughs> If we do an uh, thank you Sean for getting that. Uh, if we do an underrated segment, Kelly will be in whatever list I have. That's that's just not
3: she good. sucks.
0: Second of all, CG great choice, love it.
2: Thank you, buddy. It means Third a lot of coming, all, from you.
0: Um, coming off of the gym thing. Pam is number one. She's just number one. I. I can't even explain to you the disdain I have for not only the actress, but the character that she plays in this fucking show. There's nothing about her that's funny. The only funny part she has is with Jim, who's also overrated, which CG has eloquently put. Both of them drag each other down, both of the characters are dragged down by their characters. She's not funny. Everything she does is over the top. She's over dramatic. She's annoying. She's she gives me anxiety. Just watching it gives me anxiety because she's so controlling and unbelievably stupid.
2: Period. Mic drop. That was my number two. Next. You're welcome.
0: I said everything you need to say, even you need to elaborate. So hey, because like I know
1: what opinion? what Damon's list is, I was going three, two, one. Um, so Phyllis is not my least favorite. I just want to put that out there to our thousands of listeners. I had to get
0: it out of the way. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I to, I'm, I'm not going to be able shoot. to
1: follow that, but I'll just ruin it. Spoiler alert, that's my number one. Okay.
3: Yeah, see, I, I also am not a fan of Phyllis nor Pam, but since I talked to y'all the most about The Office – I don't despise them nearly as much as y'all do. So when I'm thinking overrated, underrated, I know they're not obviously universally liked. So, but um, but yeah, both of them are not great. Um, Jim, he is a love hate for me. So I see we're not great. Um, <clears throat> well, that's the end of my list. I got one person left. And it's going to be the most controversial. I don't care. It annoys the piss out of me. Let's let's um, let,
1: let let you save it. We'll let you go last. OK, everybody else okay I'll our... save
3: it then because I couldn't come up with with three outside of the ones I knew y'all would yeah. name. We'll so let you,
1: we'll let you go last. You just sit tight for a second. <laughs> All right. Um, my second again, I'm going three, two, one. Um, It's and I can't really dispute what CG said with my argument for the first one, because this person is is on there strictly to make Michael look good. And maybe I don't like him because of Michael not liking him so much. But again, annoying voice, the woe is me stuff. I just don't like Toby. I Fuck just you. don't like Toby. I think his, his character is, is overrated in the sense of he gets shit on all the time. But I never once feel bad for him, which I don't think they intended. <laughs> oh, I, think, <laughs> I think they want you to feel bad for Toby. And I never do. I am always team Michael forever. Oh, what a take. I never oh, Yeah, Sean for Toby. <laughs> um, When Michael... The
3: purse girl episode. No. He's no. just talking to a girl and Michael's like, yeah, Toby's divorced. Not a part I mean, of anything. Michael, days. had to sleep in your car Toby. one night, didn't you? Like, Fantastic. How do you not feel
1: bad for him in that
0: moment?
3: I don't.
1: I, I've Caprici never salad. felt bad for Toby. Michael
0: felt bad for him with Caprese salad. He said oh, it was man. his.
1: Yeah. The one time that I will give Toby credit is when they are doing when he has to sit there and be the shrink to Michael Scott, and he actually gets Michael to open up. That was funny. That was very well done, and, and Toby did a very good Big job. Two of of that. And call me in the morning. And uh, the real is when Michael realizes that hey, you got me. That's pretty funny. But I, I just think Toby's that's my number two.
0: Okay, I like it. So my number two is going to be Jim. Uh, But CG stole that from me and he said everything I wanted to say. And I already said it basically with the the Pam rant. So I'm going to pivot and say Aaron will be my number two. Not totally sure she's considered properly rated, but she was on the show for four seasons. She sucks. Something like that. Yeah. She's Um, hot though. (laughs) And I was late to say think interceptionist you guys are fucking awesome um, it's just a uh, it's a show um, happened to be my first two play the same role don't like either one of you um, you could also attack me for being redhead um, prejudice that's also not the case I'm a huge fan of redheads they're awesome but she sucks. Just not good. I mean, just watch the Glee episode. It's a travesty. That's all I need to say. CG, number two.
2: Well, my top two are Pam and Jim. Make me sick. Uh <laughs> <laughs> number three, I don't know if I'm gonna catch heat for this or not, but he just oh, like when I go through when I go through the characters, like he just doesn't stand out to me uh ryan
0: oh no
2: like oh
0: how dare you
2: but like he's not funnier like he's not funnier than oscar he's not funnier than stanley he's not funnier than brian like i guess it could have went the phyllis route because but right i mean ryan has his parts but i don't know kevin uh, there's there's
1: three different parts to Ryan, so I could see where you – I don't agree with it by any means, but he does play three different roles, so it probably gets – I'm sure people – you're not the only one that feels that way. I don't
0: The think first you're three much. seasons of Ryan is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Cool
3: he, was my, he was one of my favorite characters when he was in Ryan coming I back It's not
1: nearly as funny when he comes back and he's he's got – I mean,
3: the Wolf.com thing is
1: hilarious, but it's not as – when he's you know working his way up and then he's peak when he's he's at the top. So I I don't I don't think you'll catch flack for that. I mean we didn't agree with you, but I don't think you, wait till number one from Damon. you're safe. That's the only oh, that's the only thing people are going to talk about.
2: Yeah, you're gonna I know it's coming. But I call Kevin Bryan by his now his real name. Sorry.
0: Well, he is a Packers fan, so you guys have known know each other on a personal level. Understandable. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've shaped right. his name uh, before. My number
1: one was already said by. The other two, um, Pam, Uh, I just, yeah, whatever they said, I agree with. It's not, it's not good. Um, She's vastly annoying, um, vastly overrated. The fact that she, we have to listen to her talk about the show when we want to listen to all the backstories and stuff just makes it even worse.
2: Would you like to make a statement of why Jim is not overrated? Good question. I mean,
1: Without Jim, Dwight is not nearly as funny. Without You're really
0: going to double down on that? That is a terrible take.
1: He's not nearly as funny without Jim. Okay, so here's a counterpoint.
0: Without Dwight, what is Jim?
1: That is my argument when I – okay, now we're going on a rant. Because (laughs) that is my (gasps) argument when I say that Michael Scott is better than Dwight. Because Michael Scott leaves and Dwight – So yeah, so if you want to use that argument, if be saying that mm-hmm. okay Jim is overrated, then you better say that Michael Scott is number one because that show goes downhill when Michael Scott leaves. Facts. Facts.
0: Uh, we have no evidence that if Dwight left and Michael stayed, that it would have been better than what it was.
1: Yeah, we're going based off of the fact that Michael left, so the show got worse when Michael left. True or false? So
0: you're. Of course it did. Okay. He's so a when 1B, I say that they're 1A a and 1B, 1B guy. B, I always he's say a 1B 1A and
1: 1B, but Michael Scott is 1A. That's well, my argument.
0: The, well, B comes after A. So it's 1B, credits Michael, but he's still B, beta, mm-hmm. alpha. Just not there.
1: Nope. Vastly disagree. All right, yeah, the moment so of good. truth. What everybody's no, no waiting I got to get my
0: three. Asshole. I thought you did. No, I, I, I didn't. Did
1: yeah. oh.
0: No. I said he, he said took, Jim,
1: Pam, and Aaron.
0: He took Jim for me, so I said I'm gonna pivot and
1: oh, adapt. Okay, okay. <laughs> and readapt.
0: Thank you. Adapt, readapt. Very well done. Um, so my new three is gonna be Robert, California, and I don't know if people like him. I fucking hate him. He's awful on the show. I can't stand him. I know people love James Spader, but you just put the guy from Blacklist in the fucking office, and it's just not funny. It's just not funny. Nothing not about even him a is little funny.
3: Bit. I'm sorry. I said not even a little bit. He sucks. Okay,
0: good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not cool with him. He lasted two full seasons, and he was. I guess he brought a weirdness, like a different factor, but he just did nothing for me at all. I didn't find any of his bits funny. I don't find. Like any part of that, like, and then obviously he made Andy Manager, which is going to lead us into our other point. But yeah, just the whole maybe, maybe, maybe Michael has something to do with that when he left. That that whole entire thing became a shit show. But not a fan of his. Don't know if he's overrated or not, but don't like him at all. So this was kind of choosing this list is kind of like CG last week with movies. I like so many characters on the show that it was hard for me to choose. So he's just the one that I decided on. Go so ahead.
3: Preface. Go ahead. Before I get into my number one, the worst character on the show, and if I would have known we were picking people like this, <clears throat> the freaking English chick. What's her name? Nellie. Nelly. Nellie. Nelly. She is the worst character on the show. So she a hundred percent would be rapper on my though. list. Um yes, St. Louis. But no uh, overrated character, uh, highly regarded. I don't like him. No. Andy, Andrew, Drew, Bernard, whatever you want to call him, the Nard dog, just he's annoying. <laughs> he has he has incredible moments. There are times where it's like, oh man, that was really funny, but overall When he talks, I just want to gouge my eyes out, rip my ears off, and go to bed. Oh, yeah, I was kind of messed up. Sorry, Bilal. Um, But, yeah, not a big fan of Andy. Um, Again, it's not that, well, yeah, I just don't like him. But, um, but, yeah, if, you know, people are talking about him as, you know, top five, top three character. And our dog is top five. Not now. Easily. 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 No, Toby's top, Toby, top. Toby's better than our dog.
0: Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> God. That is by far the worst take uh, you've had, including him being in your fucking overrated.
1: I'm just going to say yeah. it. That's worse than the Titanic take. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to nah. say it. That is the new number one worst take on. Yeah, there you Sports you
3: and, and, Andy's Andy's so annoying. He Who has great parts.
0: First? Who wants to go first?
3: His, so, I mean, he has good parts. Him kicking the trash can.
1: No, no, no! You
0: said your take. You don't get any more words. Somebody That's fine.
3: <laughs> so, uh,
1: Damon was a little bit behind everyone in watching this, and he so he, you know, uh, especially Dan and I, we 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 love the show. We always watch it. It's fun to watch, especially when you're drinking adult beverages and you're just hanging out. And so, I guess we kind of convinced Damon to start watching it, and and he did. And it was pretty early on that he had this take, and we were just. Flabbergasted because we all love Andy Bernard, and the stuff that he says just doesn't make sense. Because when you look at it, Damon kinda is the Nard dog, and 100%. I think that might might be part of why he doesn't like him. I don't know if that for sure. What does I mean, that I, mean,
0: Damon? You just, hate yourself?
1: I, I don't know. You <laughs> know, because... I worked with the Nard dog, and it sucked.
0: Yeah, yeah that's yeah.
1: Um, so I,
2: I don't know. We won't get into in that. Don't give him any pub, bro. No, yeah. F
1: that.
0: D. CG, would you like to comment?
2: I uh, I think Sean nailed it. I, I just the the lameness, the lame funniness, just it's amazing. I mean, I, r- r- n- I, yeah, like the songs and like the Nerd dog's awesome. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why you don't like him. I don't get it.
0: So I think the best part about him is that, as we've already alluded to, he is able to create content on his own. He doesn't need other people to make him funny. He is able to create scenes and dialogue that in itself is hilarious. And he is kind of like, he doesn't, if you actually watch it, he doesn't really fit into the show. It's very... It's very new to what they have had for the first what two two seasons and however many seven episodes until he third, comes yeah. in, but the return when he when Dwight goes to Staples and Andy is the number two is one of my top ten favorite episodes of all time. He's
1: just I mean, he has, in my opinion, he annoys the a Jesus
0: out of Michael, and it's just amazing.
1: Yes, it's in My opinion: the the best episode ever is. Um, Safety training. Oh, no, it's not safety training. I'm sorry. Um, stress relief. Yeah, stress relief. And he has one of the funniest lines in that opening scene, which has been viewed by millions and millions and millions and millions of people. When the fireworks go off and he yells the fire shooting at us, you cannot not laugh. He, he's just his one liners are funny. His whole big tuna thing is funny. I will say when he goes to Florida, which I think he was starting to shoot hangover three at that point, And he was kind of away for a while. It, it, it lost its luster, but he's definitely a when top five When he becomes manager,
0: it really goes downhill. So if Damon had that take, I would agree with it because when yeah. he becomes a manager, it's not good. He has but seasons he, three through seven.
3: Oh, my God. He has really good parts. But, I mean, and just full disclosure, when I first started watching The Office, <clears throat> Michael was a little cringeworthy, and I didn't really get it. But once I learned who Michael was, I was like, okay, like – this is funny and he's going to say, you know, offhand comments and, you know, foot in the mouth type stuff. And that's, that's fine. But I just never got to that point with Andy. It's always just been, he's a cringeworthy kiss ass who just is there to, you know, poke the bear. And I just never did it for me.
2: I got a, Black bear? I got a spontaneous question. For you. Who is some, who's a character that came in? late in the show that you wish was there day one i'll start it off by saying clark i love that dude yeah. I love that dude is an actor he's so damn funny i feel like he would have mixed and meshed with those guys so well him and dwight would have been an amazing one-two punch early early in the show that dude is awesome this is probably a
0: cop-out but i would probably say i would rather have daryl in the office compared to the warehouse Mm. that he came in really late because i think he adds a whole nother dynamic to that entire bullpen scene so he would probably be my answer for that
1: i would probably say and her storyline probably would would have made jim and pam worse but karen i liked karen a lot i thought she was funny um she brought a lot of it was the you know she was the anti-pam and all the different ways she liked to have fun and she was kind of, I'm, I'm sure her storyline would have been a lot more towards um, the gym yeah. angle. So they probably couldn't keep her along. But I, I did, she came in at r- the same time Andy did. And so obviously the answer is Andy. But I would, I would, I would like to see Karen stick around for a little bit longer just to see the dynamic that she had. Cause she was funny.
3: She is. As soon as he started saying who's a character who is kind of not part of the fuck of the original <laughs> <laughs> crew. Um, yeah, his face <laughs> popped into my head, and I couldn't think of his name. But, yeah, Clark was, Clark was good.
0: Uh, that, all right, well, that's, that's about it. I, <laughs> I, w- I would like to add, Damon, a question. If you think, based upon your personal work situation right now, if you watched The Office from back to front, do you think Andy as a character would improve in your eyes than it did the first time you watched it? Or do you think it would stay the same?
3: From back to front?
0: Front to back, whatever. So If I, if you watched it from season one on through, all the way through, do you think in your brain he would improve as a character than he does now?
3: Now that I know kind of his niche?
0: Now that you are away from the person he reminded you of in your uh, personal
3: life. I mean, possibly. And the thing is, there's, again, I've said it like four times now, there's parts where it's like, that was hilarious. Um, But just his overall, the the, the kiss-assery and, and all of that, just, I don't know. He just rubs it. There's so many times where it's like, oh, man, that was a good Andy part, and then it's followed up by two minutes of just cringeworthiness. Um, but, I mean, it's possible. I mean, it, it could have been, you know, given the situation, but he's always been somebody who has been, at least in our group, universally praised and adored that I was just like, I'll see what y'all see.
0: A simple no would have done it, but okay. <laughs> uh,
1: I also just had a, a thought that I, I'd like to amend my character that came in later. 100% now. Sorry, Karen. It's Gabe. Gabe is amazing. And so Gabe it was being very in that...
0: funny. Don't give that face. Don't give that face.
3: I don't get you that. You could have
0: put him in your three.
3: I don't get Gabe, that. You should have put in him in my is... three. God, he sucked. Awesome.
0: Oh my God. All right. We got to end this. All right, that's it. Episode three, uh, overrated. We got a little bit of the rundown there with the sports. Uh, next week, we will give a preview to UFC
1: 260. 260.
0: Stipe and Ganu, uh, Volkanovski, and Ortega. And we'll be right in the midst of NFL free agency. So that'll be fun too. So, hey, CG, in.
1: is our uh, bracket going to be live to the public? Or should we tell people about that? Uh, why not live to the public i'm not
0: gonna win i'm gonna lose
1: so we're gonna we'll we'll link it in the in the podcast description but we've got a an undrafted sports podcast uh bracket challenge so um if you win damon will give you five dollars (laughs) so there you go there's your bracket
0: five whole dollars two 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 dollar bills and a ripped
1: in half two two dollar
0: bill (laughs) So there you go. All right, that's it. Uh thanks for joining us. Uh, follow us at undrafted pod at Dan underscore 9 at SMO 26. At T 22, at C underscore G twenty four twelve. That's it. We out. See y'all next week.
1: Bye.